Hello everyone and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And it has been another week. Hey, right on cue. Let's right go. on cue. <laughs> um, we are back at the bachelor pad. We are back at the trap house. We are back at the... Crack Den. Crack Den. Let's go. Thank you everyone for playing along at home. <laughs> um, that's our little fun game of the week. Thank you very much. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We are. <laughs> it's a 10 second pod. Let's go. Um, how, have you, how have you been, Josh? It's been another... Bro, I'm happy basketball's back. I think basketball we've, we've back. I think I've been saying that to you for the yeah. past like few days. Is basketball's back? Basketball's I'm just happy. Back. I haven't been able to watch any of the scrimmage games in full, and I haven't watched all of the highlights because mm-hmm. I've just been busy with work and then people over. Absolutely. But we watched a bit while we we're eating lunch today. Absolutely. That was a good little session. And God, I'm, there's so much I want to talk about. Yeah, it's there it's is. also good not have to do too much homework. Yeah, because other weeks yeah. we've had to like, well, what are we going to talk about this week? And mm-hmm. we've had to research and look up some topics and whatnot. Mm. But this week it's like, well, we're going to watch the, the highlights at least anyway for a bunch yeah. of these games. So it just felt natural. I yeah. haven't got a list of things to talk about. We've got a list. We've got the games, like some of the scrimmages we've watched just to jog our memory. Yeah. But like, fuck yeah, basketball's back, it's, baby. It's back when the news used to come to us. Yes, we didn't have to we seek that out. We didn't have to seek it out. And I'm excited, man. These scrimmage games, they're not the best. I think some people... Are, some have been incredibly boring. Yes. Like uh, Magic Clippers. That was not fun. No. But I, th- I also think people are looking too heavily into these scrimmage games. Mm. Like when the Lakers played, I think they played yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they're looking so intense. Their chemistry is off the chain. They're looking phenomenal. We lose. LeBron and AD don't get any second uh, second half points. They just completely stink it up. But like, it's a scrimmage game. They're obviously not going to be playing much yeah. in the fourth quarter and things like that. And these aren't the regular season games Absolutely. either. Like these games literally do not matter. No, they're for coaches to test off. But apparently coaches have been talking to other coaches and say, here's what I want to work on with my guys. What mm. are you going to be working on with your I guys? I like that. I like that. Honestly, it's just like, we're just practicing. It's like when we play card games. Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm just going to run like, this Here's today. what I'm going to run. Yeah. Just um, experiment. And I appreciate it. Because some of these games will be really interesting. We can take things from them. Like the mm. Nuggets game or um, what was the fucking... Um, I watched a little bit of Pelicans. I have not. That's one I really wanted to watch. Zion looks big. Oh, yeah. He, oh, so is he back in the bubble? Yes. Okay, cool. Because I've been a bit out of the loop, admittedly. Yeah. Um, but the, the big talking point for a lot of people this week has been the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because they have... I, I don't know if it's... They actually... It, it's probably not broke history because it was a scrimmage game, not a real game. But for this scrimmage game, I'm going to go through their starting lineup at each position. At the starting center point, Mason Plumley, Huge boy. Big seven, like a true seven foot, seven foot one, big boy. Yeah. At power forward, we have Paul Millsap, 6'10", big boy. Really thick, big boy. Really yeah. thick, big boy. At small forward, we have Bol Bol, oh, seven foot three, seven foot two. So big. Seven foot nine wingspan. Seven nine wingspan. At shooting guard, we have Jeremy Grant, six foot nine. Like right? that's, that's nuts. That's and, at, and at point guard, we have the seven foot <laughs> wizard, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> that's so a big team. That would this, go up against with, with uh, Philly. Yeah. But if, if this was an NBA, like regular season game, this would have probably broke history as the tallest starting lineup ever. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and if you compare it to the Houston Rockets, where their tallest player is PJ Tucker at 6'5", or Kuroko at 6'6", mm. we've got at least two inches of height from our smallest to their tallest, yep. which is fucking wild. It's nuts. Which is nuts. Um, half the reason Nuggets did do that is because um, a bunch of their players are on isolation still. Michael Borden Jr. is in isolation. Um, 
Tory Craig is on isolation still. Will the Thrill and Jamal Bart Jamal Murray didn't play. You almost said Jamal Barton. I almost <laughs> said Jamal Barton. They are one in the same. They are pretty much. Um, so yeah, Bol Bol got some starting minutes. Um, Troy Daniels got some minutes. He played well. I honestly didn't even know he was on our roster. I didn't realize you guys cut him. Yeah, we we had to get, we had to make um someone leave the team, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll leave." Oh. He was real good about it. He was real good sport. I he was a player I really didn't want to leave because he fit exactly what LeBron needs. He's just a spot up shooter, shooter. and can occasionally handle the ball, which is what the team needs. And guess what? He's on us now. And in this preseason game, he was lighting it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the big talking point, which a lot of people are fixated on, is the seven two unicorn in air quotes unicorn <laughs> ball ball. Played phenomenally. Played. Considering, considering we've never seen him play against this level of talent yeah, before, yeah, he played very well. I mean, against a, a depleted Wizards yeah. team, but yeah, like I understand. He ended up with a double-double. It, getting close to a triple, it was, it was like 12 points, 10 rebounds, 6 blocks. Yeah, I think. I th- it was about that. I think it might have been 19 points as well. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a pretty damn good stat line for someone which hasn't played against NBA talent. Absolutely. And it was really interesting because... Obviously, his big thing is his height and his length and mm. how gangly he looks. Yep. And he ended with six blocks. Yeah. And if you just looked at the stats, you'd say, wow, he's an amazing defender. Yeah. He's not. He's not a good defender. No. He gets lost on rotations. He doesn't really know where to be. He doesn't know how to position himself properly. Doesn't keep his arms up. Yeah. Um, but he was a good rim protector. Yeah. And maybe maybe this is just this is step one in his NBA yep. journey. Maybe in like a year's time, he becomes a really good defender. But I'm not... I haven't seen that yet. What's real interesting about Bowell from what we've seen is generally the rim protectors are the old school centers, mm-hmm. you know, the Mitchell Robinsons of the league mm-hmm. where that's all they do. They, I mean, Mitchell Robinson's a great Allen. defender. Yeah. They, they specifically protect the rim and are centers, whereas Bowell plays the three. So it's, I don't really know how much work is going to, I mean, it's going to have to be a lot of work is going to have to put in, but it, I haven't seen a three, which has specifically been a shot blocker. Yes, you have. Who? KD on the Warriors. No, he's a really good defender. But he was a mate. He was a he was a rim protector. Yeah, but that, that's all Bobo is right now. I know. Which is what I'm saying. Like, I, I there's no player in the league and or any that I recall. A lot of like his that. blocks are weak side blocks as yeah. a help defender. Yeah. Um, and we were we were talking about this a little bit off the pod because we couldn't wait. I just, I just yeah, wanted to talk yeah. about it. Is that Bobo's going to have a weird thing with his position mm-hmm. being seven two, but he doesn't have any thickness, which is fine. He doesn't need to put on that weight. Yeah. But like, what position? As we're going more and more positionalist, there is still like, who's who's he going to guard again? Who's he going to guard? I think where's he going to be on the floor during during yeah. defense? I think a lot of it really does come down to him working out what he wants his position to be on defense. Mm-hmm. Because you look at KD, he's a phenomenal defender. It doesn't matter what anyone says. He's great at what he does. He doesn't have a lot of strength, but he definitely can't be back down the easiest. It's because of his speed that he can mm-hmm. do. And he knows how to position himself, especially with his arms as well, because mm-hmm. he can very easily cut those line of sight Cut those off, lanes off. Those yeah. lanes in the line of sight. And that's if Bobo can learn to do that, he won't be back down as much. But at the moment, like you said, he keeps his arms down too often. It means there's a little bit more time having to bring them up. I know he's got the really long wingspan, but that's still a detriment. They should already be up. There's and a half a those second lanes. gap where a great exactly. player will take advantage. Specifically where Stephen Curry shoots in in under half a second. Clay Thompson shoots in under half a second. That matters. That 100% matters. Yes. So Bobo has a lot of decision-making to do. I know he's got a good camp around him and mm. good people trying to teach him. And I know he's got a chip on his shoulder. Because of how far he dropped in the draft. Dropped the second round. Yeah, which I didn't expect, no. honestly. But 
I, I think a lot of it is going to come down to that. Is he needs to decide what he wants. But does he want, he want to? to yeah. Does he want to be more like a KD, where he's quite versatile, or does mm -hmm. he want to? It appears like Taco Fall is going to be your traditional, just going to protect the rim, protect the rim, and that's all he's going to do. It's up to him at that point. I I think he looks a lot like me to like a real poor man's Porzingis right now, yep. where he's going to be a good rim protector like Porzingis was. He's not going to be an amazing defender, but he's going to be a good rim protector. We'll see. He's a, he like Porzingis can play the four and five, it seems like a bit better than Bobo can. Much even, better. Even yeah. when he came in. So we'll see. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, when, when we talk about Bobo, we obviously think he has potential. Oh, absolutely. Like him and MPJ. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Yes. He's on the team. Absolutely. Um, we're nitpicking and we're, we're digging into this because we've, we want to think We've done this before know. with like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. The reason why we do it is because we see that potential there. Yeah. And they just need to continue to, to work on, on their game and decide where they want to take it. Bobo is one of those guys which I, I see can be very, very impactful. He'll never be an all-star. I'm just calling it. He's never going to be that. He's not going to be like how we run him in 2K and he becomes the MVP. No. That's not happening. No. But he could absolutely be just a huge, huge X factor in any series later down the line. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Because like what, for example. Like I can see him as an X factor. I'm wondering, I'm going through my head of anyway, it could be MVP. At his current trajectory, not MVP, sorry. You sound like fucking sorry. Kevin Garnett. Sorry. Jesus. Uh, All-star, all-star. Like, maybe he can make it all-star depending on how the league changes. Definitely, changes. definitely not in the West. But I think the West is just going to remain dominant for a very long time. A lot of people see Bobo and they say the next Kevin Durant. He's not. No. He doesn't have KD's balance. He doesn't have KD's handles. He doesn't have KD's uh, fluid movement. Mm. But he, I don't know, man. It's weird. Was Manute Bowl ever an all-star? What was that? M was Manute ever an all-star? I don't think so. Okay. Manute Bowl was wasn't great. No. He's, he's just loved for, for who he was. Yeah. He was, he was an oddity. The, the other issue with Bobo, we won't talk about him forever, but his offensive game as well needs work. We touched on his defense. Mm -hmm. He can't dribble. He looks like Jason Tatum when he first kind of came in the league. Mm -hmm. We just can't dribble in the front of him. If a guy tries to strip it, they'll strip it. Yeah. That happened a lot throughout that game. And he's, yeah, he just struggles holding onto the ball. His passes aren't great. His shots, while he did make a three-point shot, it was a pull-up shot. I like the confidence. Didn't look good. It looks slow. Yeah, very slow. It was like he, because he grabbed the rebound and he fucking whipped it out in front of him for a dribble. Like said no to Jokic, even though the, you should give it to your point guard and your star player if you got fucking calls for mm. it. But he was feeling it, so he dribbled up to three-point line. And then it felt like he stopped and slowly brought his arms up for the shot. Yeah. And I, I hear a lot of arguments with tall players, you know, your Brook Lopez, your Bowl Bowls, mm. which shoot the three. It's like, you don't need to be as quick as Steph Curry and Clay to hit that three because you're so tall. The, the trajectory starts from here, which is false. It starts down here, like down, I'm, I'm at my knees yeah. right now. That's where Bowl Bowl brings it up from, yeah. similar to how Lonzo used to shoot it. If you have to bring that up in front of you, that can be stripped and be blocked very, very easily, regardless of how tall you are. Yeah. Bobo needs to work on that because that's one of his main strengths is he's a shooter. Yeah. He can shoot the ball reasonably well. So if he can work on that mechanic and, and the timing of his shot, he'll be deadly yeah. from three, absolutely. Because at that point, no one can block him. Yeah. It's the same thing with Dirk. Dirk is one of the best big shooters ever, ever. in history. And it's because he found out what worked. You can't block Dirk. You just can't, you can't. when he shoots. Not on that fadeaway. And right now... Practically anyone, given the right chance, can block Bobo, yeah, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. So he has a lot of work. He's super, super raw, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm, yeah, I'm excited absolutely. for him. And it's, it's good to see him and the fact that Malone, Mark Malone, our coach, put him in the starting lineup. Yeah. Just go for it. 
Do it, man. Absolutely. That I is love that. player empowerment, That's man. Conference. I love that. Um, Troy Daniels also started doing vlogs from In The Bubble. Yep. And he showed that Mike Malone runs fucking sprints with the team. Nice. When he does the yep, fucking yep. death sprints, he mm-hmm. runs it with the team. Fuck yeah. That's I love that. That's fucking fun. That's cool. I think... Because that's another level of engagement and camaraderie with mm-hmm. that team. If your coach is in on that, you see so many like shitty high school coaches, which told you, you know, run sprints, run 50 of them, but I'm just going to watch and sit on, the, on yeah. the bench while you guys do it. I hate that shit. So the fact that Mike Malone's actually doing that is really, really neat. Play pickup with him too. And he's hitting some shots. Popper occasionally plays pickup as well. I love that shit. Did you see the video? I think it was from Stan Van Gundy a couple of years ago doing dribbling yes, drills. Yep, yep. He will cook you. Yeah. Do not test yeah. the Van Gundys. <laughs> I love um, it. Anything else you wanted to touch on with Denver? And um, their, their we were depleted. Game. We didn't have our, our second guy in Jamal yeah. Murray. We we're missing our main three guy. I love that we went for a weird lineup and we're like, yeah. let's test it. Who cares? The last, the last thing I'll ask about Denver before we move on to the next team is, did, Jokic did play. Yep. It's, he's obviously a very much thinner Jokic. Yep. It's not as thin as he looked in those photos, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he does still look a bit yeah. big. But noticeably smaller. Mm-hmm. Did you see any differences in his game? He didn't really post that much. Okay. That the main thing with Jokic is when he was thinner, is will that affect his post ups? Because mm. he had good footwork, but it would also use his weight to bully. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really do that in this game. Not yep. much. So hard to tell. It's only one game. I tell so. it's one game. I don't think he was putting hundred okay. percent in it. Yeah, but the yeah the, the shining light out of this is Bol Bol. He's that's that's the main thing to take yeah. away from this game, yeah. honestly. And Troy Daniels could potentially be a good Troy pickup. Troy Daniels, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. absolutely. I don't know how much game time playing time he'll get in the playoffs. You've got a lot of guards as is. So, but as a as a like a lock in catch and shoot three point shooter, we don't really have many of those. Yeah. So we're not going to put in no fucking Vonleh. No, no, you're not going to put in for that. No, uh, but just, you watch the Pelicans. Highlights, did you? A little bit. I watched some of the highlights. I was, remember I was in a rush. I don't remember it, but Zion looked thick. That yep. was the only real thing I remember from that Zion, game, looked, Zion thick. looked thick. <laughs> that, was, that was it. It wasn't much. Um, I watched the Heat and Sacramento yep. game. Um, it was something we both read it. That someone saying that because of the, the static background, shooters will likely get more hot. Yep. Duncan Robinson looked like it was fucking shooting hot. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, Todd, what it is. going from that, Dallas, Seth Curry. Yeah. 23 points, didn't miss a shot. Six for six, for six from three. Yeah. Hit all his free throws. Yeah. And this was in under 20 minutes yeah. of play. I think it was like 15 minutes of play, Something 23 like that, points. Yeah. He was phenomenal. And we were talking about it on the pod. I wanted to talk about more when, when we're on the pod today is how under the radar Seth Curry has gone and how underappreciated he's been. Because he's came in the league good. Yeah. He was never a bad player. It's no. just because he's Steph's brother. It's just, oh, he's never going to be as good. He's got out, out Tron. And yeah. it's pretty easy. Like, it's e- I don't want to say it's it's an easy thing to forget about him earlier on because of how brightly uh, Steph Curry was. Yeah. But it did. It happened. He was too bright. He was in his shadow. Yeah. He's now coming into his own a little bit. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. He's found a great spot on Dallas. He jumped around from a few different teams. He was on Portland last year. On a very, very cheap deal. Yeah. Um, and now he's on Dallas, and it's good to see him playing alongside Luca. Yes. Luca's a fucking phenomenal passer. Wasn't it that? It's good to see him just yeah. find open shots. There was a no-look pass from Luca out to Seth on the three, and he drained it. Yep. So I'm excited to see them see them go. Seth shows up in the playoffs, man. He does. He people, does. people need to start paying attention to this, because guards like this, which is super, super... In the background, you don't pay a lot of attention to them, but they'll light up any game. Rodney. That's another X Factor player that can just light it up. Rodney Hood. Yeah, Rodney Hood's another one of those. There's a lot of them. Forever in the haunt me. Yeah. He just came <laughs> in and drained it. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like Jordan Clarkson, for example, he's mm. he's a guy which can absolutely light it up. But your eyes are on him when he comes in because you expect him to play like Lou Will. Yeah. Seth Curry and Rodney Hood, you don't. You don't. So that can happen at any point. And Seth Curry is a good passer. He's a good ball handler. That's about all he can do. I th- I don't but know. That's enough. Who's because who's the is he starting for Dallas? I believe so. Okay. I know JJ Barea just started last season. I. Th- JJ Beret's struggled with the injuries recently, so he's been in and out. And so Tim I think Hardaway as well. They got they got they got some good depth. They've got yeah, quite a, position. quite a bit of depth. And Finney Smith sometimes plays the guard as well. Yeah, and Smith this is solid. A lot of these players on the Dallas team are solid, and yeah. it did show that everyone was ver- just very Boban very solid. Well. Boban looks so fucking big. God, he made Dwight Howard look like a like a high schooler. Yeah, hundred percent. That was you forget oh. how big Boban is. Yeah, dude, he's legitimately fucking huge. Do you see that photo of his hand? against someone else's it made Kawhi's scary. hand look small man yeah, it's fucking he's got scary. huge hands um Dallas played well Dallas played well speaking of Boban because there's just so much scrimmage stuff I want to talk about yeah the one we watched today which really caught our attention was Houston versus Toronto yeah and that was a very interesting thing on both sides mainly yeah. Houston in my opinion um Toronto I'll, I'll start with them because there's less to say about them they do look solid yep they definitely seem like mean, Ibaka seems like he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siakam seems like he's ready to go. Carl Lowry seems like he's ready to go. OG Anobi is just him himself. No one stands out as much, but that's just kind of what Toronto is. Yeah. Occasionally, you know, Siakam will have the games that go off, but everyone else will kind of play their own game. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're doing works, yeah. which is a very good sign considering the gap of time. Houston, everything they're doing works, but there is a concern. Yeah, and if it's, a, if it's a concern, it makes sense. And it, it is their rebounding. Yep, their offensive rebounds. So Toronto is a decently sized team yep. when they've got their bigs on the floor. OG's big, Siakam's big, Ibaka's big. Yep. That, that's it. They're, yeah, they're not like your team when you run your lineup, yeah. Denver that is, or, or like Philly. They're not like that, but it was glaring. The longer it went on, yeah. offensive H- Houston, they just, yeah, they gave up so many offensive rebounds and every single one Toronto capitalized on, Ibaka yep. capitalized on it. It was... Not the worst. And like I said, it's a scrimmage game. It doesn't mean too much. But to already start seeing that and, and it be abused so effortlessly it looked mm-hmm. is such a big worry. Because this was the big thing going before they yeah. ever got this thing rolling was how are they going to be on the offensive boards? So with Capella um, at the start of the season, they were like 18th in offensive rebounds. Yep. And now they've dropped to like 25th. It's a big right? drop. But they were already like 18th and 20th. They're already lower on there with one big man. Mm. Um, what? And a lot of times they'll run in transition yep. just because Houston is fast paced, like go, go, go. Yep. What I'd like to see, yeah, you're going to give up the offensive rebound, but play good defense when they do get it. Yep. Make them fucking earn it once they do get it. And they've got rebound. the pieces to be good defenders. Yeah, I think they will because this was, again, first scrimmage. Russ came into the bubble two days ago. Yep. He was in isolation. But he looked damn good. He looked damn good. Yeah. Still explosive. His Super Russ explosive Russ. when he's attacking the basket. He's very, very crafty around the basket. In the highlights, we didn't see too much from Harden, but I feel like he's just resting up, resting the, up. The one thing which stood out to me is the spacing on Houston. It's looking better than oh, ever. so fucking So crazy. much space. Harden has his man and then essentially a free walk to yeah. the basket because everyone else is spread the fuck out. And the reason why this stands out to me is because Toronto are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Mm-hmm. There the should not be yeah, schemes. Should not be this much space yeah. for any team in the league. And Houston do it so effortlessly. Every man's in the right position where it's one pass away mm-hmm. from an open three-point shot in and the corner. And they've got great passes yeah. on like every position. Every person. And there, I saw Eric Gordon hit a three. PJ Tucker hit a three. Everyone hit a three. Roko, Daniel, Daniel House, House yeah. yeah. 
everyone. And that was phenomenal. That kind of made up for the lack of rebounding. Was and It was a close game throughout yeah. it. Uh, Toronto took the win at the end, but it was so close leading up. It's just like two glaring styles of like team ball yeah. and defense versus like running gun, small ball. And you yeah. can see the weaknesses from each team of like Toronto didn't have a star mm. to like come out and manhandle and score 30. Yeah. But they had the rebound, they had the defense, but it's just such glaring styles. I love seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's super interesting because we're not going to see that with many other teams. Like, no. maybe we'll see a bit of oddity with Philly because they're just so big. Mm-hmm. We'll see a bit of oddity with Bucks on a lesser scale just because of Giannis. Mm-hmm. He's such an oddity I'm himself. I Bucks after this. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. Highlights. I, watched, I have like, not seen it. I watched the extended highlights. Okay. Um, so, is there anything else we want to say about Toronto and Houston? No, not much about Toronto. It's just Houston, keep an eye on them. Yeah. If you're going to watch them, even these scrimmage games, watch them because. They look offensively, they look better than ever, but defensively is so glaring on the rebounds. Yeah. So so glaring than any other team I've watched this yeah. year. It was it was really noticeable just yeah. from the highlights. Yeah, and like like I said, these boys that are getting these offensive rebounds on Toronto aren't that big. Yeah. They're like, not like a Steven Adams amazing offensive yeah. rebounder. They're like an Ibaka, they're an Anobi, they're yeah. those sort of guys. And they they are lucky where a lot of the teams in the West don't have these huge teams like they do in mm-hmm. in the East. For whatever reason the East has a lot of big men. Yeah. But there are still going to be guys, like you said, Steven Adams, yeah. which I imagine is going to JaVale, dominate on the Dwight, boards. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, AD. They're AD. still big dudes. Dominate. But then it also, we, God, we hope we stop that spacing when, we, when yeah. we're on defense. So yeah. they're interesting. Just keep an eye on them. I'm, I'm excited to watch more Houston for the first time ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to hear you say that. Um, one thing I did watch was Spurs Bucks. I watched like extended highlights. Yep. That was real interesting. Yeah. I've, I've not watched it. Fucking Walker. He's good. Like a man possessed. He's, he's fucking I want to look up the fucking box scores. Can I, can I do that? Because one thing I noticed is the fucking... I want to see Lonnie Walker's box scores. I know Middleton had a good game and Giannis had a good game. Um, but Lonnie Walker... 14 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Right? He 50% shot 50% from the field and 66% from three. Ooh, 100% free throw. Right? It's only, only two, and he was driving at the rim with no fear. Fuck yeah, dude. Lonnie Walker, towards the end of the year, well, bef- uh, leading up to the suspension of the season before mm. it continued, was looking really freaking good. Yeah. So I'm excited about Lonnie. Um, it was just, he stood out to me. Like, DeJounte Murray played all right. He was driving to the room a lot. He was, he was playing well, but something just, he had a Lonnie game. Walker stood out to me so, so much. They're an interesting team because they've got certain guys which will just blow the, the, the heck up. And Lonnie Walk is one of them. Mm-hmm. They had the the other guy who Pop absolutely loves. Who is it? It's the uh, the guy that played on the uh, international team, the USA team. Um, um, he's super super. I can't remember Patty his Mills, name. Patty Mills, no, Trey Lyles. Wasn't, wasn't Patty Mills? Brilliant. Derek White. Derek White. Yeah, Derek White pops off sometimes Popped as well. Popped off against fucking Denver. Yeah, like they have so many guys, which they're guards as well. They'll just pop yeah. off. They run a three-guard lineup with yeah. Lonnie Walker, DeMar, not DeMar, uh, DeJounte, Derek White, even DeMar. They run him at the four. Yeah. Doesn't work, but... It didn't really work, especially... But, and the, the reason know. why you don't see that often is because they're not winning. Yeah. Like, you, the reason why everyone knows about the OKC three-guard lineup is because they're just freaking winning, it man. Works. They're really, um, really good. Yeah, that was the main thing is Lonnie Walker stood out to me this game. Yeah. Um, he just had no fear. He just went in and fucking did it. Um, I'm, yeah, I wish I was more excited much. for the Spurs because the lie is so weird. It, it like flickers. Yeah. You can, when Derek White and DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker are all playing really great, 
it, it shines bright. But then you see them go back to LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Whilst they're good players, it's too old right now. You need something. This doesn't work. They Every game I've seen or looked into with, with a San Antonio throughout the season, they have not played great when those two are the focal points. Well, more DeMar DeRozan. LaMarcus Aldridge has actually had a pretty good year. He's had a good year, especially from three. Yeah, he's starting to space it, which allows DeMar to have good games. Mm-hmm. But when LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't shoot threes, it clogs the lane up the a lot. So the team's just a bit weird. There's, there's not a lot of teams like that in the league where they're like half their old school guys, half some really, really potentially great guys. Mm. And it doesn't seem like Pop and the front office really know what they want to do with it at this point. And it's probably that they're just... It's, it's a hard decision because yeah. Pop's towards his twilight career. Yep. Um, and he's the best coach of all time. Do you blow it up and go for young guys and potentially waste it? Or do you trade young guys off for stars and try and make use of it? It's such a weird position to be in. It's weird as well because you've got to consider Pop because is, does he want to be around for another rebuild? I don't know. Yeah. Have no idea. He's Who old knows? now, unfortunately. Yeah. And like how many... Like as much as we've, we've sung his praise to, have, like to fucking hell and back, how much more amazing coaching does he have left in him? Yeah. Right, because coaching is a fucking full time job. The thing you with live your work. The thing that which worries me about Pop, and I'm not doubting him in any way at all, but I've seen slowly. He seems to be one of the slowest coaches in terms of progression. Mm-hmm. It took him a very long time to start putting Demar, uh, not Demar, Lamarcus Aldridge on the three and convince him to shoot three. It took a while. Two years, two, three years is way too long mm-hmm. at that point because the league was already shooting threes. Everyone was shooting threes at that point. And they, he's still running Demar in his typical play style. Demar's made no change. Defensively, he's gotten better, mm-hmm. which you expect on the pop. But offensively, it's still with a Toronto Demar. There is zero difference to that. He's stopped shooting threes again. There was but one he, year he did. And it's just, I don't, it, it worries me about that because I feel like if he's going to keep doing that, because the league is different. Pop can, it's the same thing with Phil Jackson. He tried to enforce the triangle, tried to enforce his old style of play, York. convinced that this is the way to win, and it just wasn't. Yeah. The guys are different. The league is different. And that's the only thing I feel with Pop. And I'm not saying that it's on him, that it's his fault, that it's just his inability to adapt. But you have to admit that there is some resilience to, to the progression of the league because it's worked so long for, for what he's done. This is the first kind of gut punch he's had this year where it's like, he oh shit, this isn't, yes, this isn't, this just isn't working. So if you look at the race for the eight seed in the West, most people would think about the Blazers, the Grizzlies or the Pelicans. Yeah. A lot of people forget the Spurs. Yeah. They are just as much in it as the other, those yeah. other teams. A little bit further behind, but they're definitely there. Yeah. Once the team's popping off, they're really, really good. Two games difference, really? Like, yeah. It's, it's weird because they've definitely got all the pieces yeah. to make the playoffs and be competitive in the playoffs. They were last year. The yeah. team hasn't changed. Yeah. If anything, they got DeJounte Murray back. Yeah. And he's a phenomenal guard, which can defend. Like they look better than they yeah. were last year. It's just, it's more of the same. Yeah. And teams have mostly changed. Yeah. They've continued to change again and again and again. So they're, yeah. I'm going to continue watching the Spurs. They're not fun to watch just yet. Because they I, just... I enjoyed watching them against the Bucks. They 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 lost, but they played really competitive for three three quarters, and I liked what I saw. It's they are definitely competitive. Even their young guys are super super competitive. But watching them throughout the season play competitive but lose again and again, that's not fun. And I want to see them win because, like I said, they've got the tools to do so. They've got great personnel in every every way. Becky Hammond was the head coach for that game. She's a phenomenal coach. I really like her. Pop was on the bench with a mask on. Um, 
and he made Becky Hammond the coach. That's cool. Yep. Hopefully she hopefully she is it for the one of the regular season games. So yeah. she can she can make history as the first female coach just to start. She has been scouted by other teams earlier in the season and they're wanting to pick her up. I hope not. Learn as much from Pop as you yeah, possibly I th- can. I think that's I think she's she's very, very clever. Yeah. She will want to learn as much from Pop as possible because this is not gonna be around forever. Yeah. And then at that point do what you want. Yep. But I would love to see in in my fantasy world, I would love to see Pop retire, you know, maybe ten years from now, five, ten years. Yep. Becky Hammond take over. Absolutely. That's what I would love. Yeah. Continue tradition, continue that style, but make it a bit more progressive. That'd be the time to do it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. A more progressive style with Becky Hammond. Change with the coach, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and I, can I would you love imagine to see it. the honor of holding his fucking lineage? Yeah. It's so fucking Because I, I would love that. I would hate to see a random coach yeah. be plucked from anywhere else. Yeah. Th- I would hate that. Yeah. Do not coach the Spurs. Tibbs, no. Give me, put Tim Duncan or yeah. Becky Hammond. They're Give the someone two. Tim Duncan's and, good. And you know, Pop would love to have someone new come in and take his spot. Yep. He would absolutely fucking love that. When he it's wouldn't right. want some other coach to get another guy. He would give someone who hasn't had a head coaching opportunity. Yes. When it's right, man. I, I trust Pop. Like mm, I said, I just, I've, I've noticed his resilience to progression the past few years. Speaking of coaches, I think it was last week, there was a little Zoom call between a bunch of coaches. Did you watch it? No. They had Doc Rivers, um, what was the fucking, what's the Detroit coach? Oh, uh, it's the former coach of the year. Yeah. With Toronto. Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey, yeah. Dwayne Casey was one of the Gundys. <laughs> one of the Gundys. Some random guy, I don't remember. Um, but they were talking about like, they were talking about a bunch of coach stuff. Um, they ended up talking about Harden and saying like Harden is the, the, one of the best talents in the league, and if Harden drops sixty on you, other co- other the media will say, "Oh, the coach did a good job. You played him straight one on one like you should." And I think it was fucking Doc says, "No, that's dumb. You should never do that." Yeah. Um. Oh, they had Nick Nurse on there as well, and Doc was like, "I love when Nick." Or Quinn Snyder do weird stuff yeah. and either double him or play him behind. That weird, you've got yeah. to do stuff like that. But the media will get at you for doing that weird stuff. That weird series between Houston and Utah yeah. last last postseason yeah. with Rubio behind behind, behind uh, James Harden to the right of him so he couldn't step back to the right or, or left one of the yeah. two. Super, super odd. Everyone was giving Utah shit, Ricky Rubio it shit, because like this didn't work. This is this looks odd. It fucking worked. Yeah, that was some of the best defensive possessions that a team's gone against James Harden. It's just the team wasn't wasn't equipped to beat Houston. Yeah. They were a very good team. Yeah, I love the weird stuff that they throw at this team. Like I, we'll watch that Zoom call after this, and it's yeah. just fucking. They're just complimenting Quinn Snyder, complimenting Nick Nurse because the Nick the, the, the Raptors this year, the moment Harden went over half court, they doubled him. Yep, and they just had to get the ball's hands immediately. Yep. Uh, he got they lost and he got roasted by the media, but they're like the, all the other coaches, like he did the right thing. You have to yeah. try stuff out of the box for an out of the box player. This is the the thing with the media and fans and whatnot. We don't understand coaching. No, we just don't. It's so next level. We we say you know I think it was last week, and I'm like, oh, Joel Embiid to me has lost his focus a bit. I guarantee you I'm fucking wrong. Yeah, 100%. I guarantee you. We don't know the inner work. He is in the gym every fucking day. He is, he's got a photo of up of him crying last postseason to the loss of Toronto, and he's grinding. I can almost guarantee you that. But in my mind, I'm like, no, he doesn't have that. Mm. It's just as a fan, as media, you like to push your own narrative onto players. But coaches and the players, it's a different world. 
they they grind every day. They complement and and analyze things to a different level. Like I said, you live your job. Yeah, yeah. Like you go home and guess what? You're still working. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I, I love this stuff because it sheds light onto okay, I'm wrong. This is this is how it's done in the yeah. league. It's not coaches at each other's throat or, or everyone making fun of this coach because they did something different. That gets a lot of praise in the yeah. league, whereas the media is like, ha-ha, what the heck? doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, it made sense. Well, when we say media, we mean traditional media, as in television. Radio. Yeah, we yeah. are media. Yeah, no, we, we are. We make a podcast. Yeah. And that pisses me off when a lot of, like, podcasts are like, the fucking media, yeah, yeah. No, well, We're the media. I just said, like, I gave an example. Last week, yeah. I said something about the yeah. league. I'm guaranteed you I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But I we will do it. Anyone out there who's gotten mad because we say media, we are the media. We, yeah. When we say media all the time, we mean traditional. Yes. Where it's radio and TV. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I love that coaches got on a Zoom call and made something public that they praising each other. That's cool. We don't see that ever. Can I mention something? I've just realized something I would love to see if I could have a what if. Because back in the Jordan days, there was no social media. It didn't exist. So we mm-hmm. didn't get to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we get to see now. We should be very grateful for that. But one of the best rivalries in history is Detroit versus Chicago. Yeah. That was brutal, that, that Detroit team defensively yeah. with Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, they're, they're horrible. I would love to see a Zoom call modern day of in, the, in, in that present time of the coaches talking about Detroit and Chicago, yeah. how they have to handle Michael Jordan, how they feel about Detroit and their defensive scheme and Isaiah Thomas leading the charge and the disrespect they show to Chicago. I would love to see that shit. All that background stuff that we don't yeah. get to see. That'd be so good. I would love that, man. So good. Don't take this for granted, man. I, no, I love this not. stuff. Even I like love the it. fucking the documentary, the MJ one that just came out, the we got to sense. see bits of it. Yeah. Like it's so rare that we get to see this stuff. Because um, we didn't know that that was being all being filmed. Yeah. Right? Didn't had no idea. There's a bunch of other stuff that's got filmed. I think a bunch of the heat stuff got filmed. Yep. Apparently that's come out recently. That would make a really good documentary. And when's yeah. that gonna come out if that ever comes out? Because there's a bunch of stuff that's been filmed that would never come out. Yeah. But any stuff like this where we can see in the background of what the coaches are thinking and their thought mm. process, I fucking love it. Super, super insightful and it makes you mm. think about the league on a deeper level. Because all the time when they ask coaches like, Yeah, we're starting him, he's done really well this week. Because yep. that's PR and that's what they have to do. Yep. But this is like Doc Rivers doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. like, you can't play him one-on-one. That's stupid. One of my... Yeah, absolutely. One of my all-time favorite things, and I, I've said this to you a couple of times, maybe one time on the pod when we first like started this up. My One of my all-time favorite things is a discussion between Skip Bayless and Mark Cuban on television. Mm-hmm. And Skip Bayless was talking about how the rotations that Dallas had against LeBron in Cleveland, which just wasn't great, uh, that... They weren't playing him correctly. I know what you're talking and about. Mark Cuban came out. I was like, that's just stupid. We run specific things on specific timing when he catches the ball at a certain angle to make him think for a split second because mm-hmm. then we can adjust our defense. And then that now he has to think about that. seconds is all we need to disrupt LeBron. It's such a crazy level of analytics. Like the coaches, like you said, they live this life. The players live this life. It's, yeah. it's, they live and breathe it. They go home. How can I improve this game? How can I make this player work? They come back the next day, the next week, and it's, they continue to improve it. It's crazy. It's, I always feel a bit weird because I know that, but mm-hmm. always feel a bit weird, you know, trashing Zach Levine. I'm like, he's just, he's not good. He's a very fucking good player. Everyone's a very good player. And but when you talk about players with bad basketball IQ, their basketball IQ is still fucking incredible. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. They it's can just, read most plays and tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yep. But it's just at that elite, elite, elite level, 
it sh- you see the disparity between a yep. Chris Paul and a J.R. Smith. Yeah. Even though J.R. Smith is an amazing player, can cook any of us, is smarter than any of us when it comes to basketball. Absolutely. At, when you, you compare them to that highest, highest fucking level of basketball knowledge. Yeah. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. A way I like to look at basketball, I know we're going a little bit of a rant, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we haven't fine. spoken about basketball in this level of detail before. I look at it as a as a, a gridiron game, you know, NFL, a football game mm. with no stoppage because they're constant plays. If, if it's on this side after a pick, you now have to adjust your offense to their defensive scheme on the fly mm-hmm. and keep that going and try to get that basket. And then on a breakaway, you've got to adjust your defense and club up those lanes, make sure they don't get the three lanes that they need, the traditional three lanes, one in the middle, one on the left, one on the right. It's just a constant football game of adjusting your your rotations and your guys. Constantly. And that's like that's a level that people don't think about. It's like, oh, just run a pick and roll. Like that's so much easier said than done. Yeah. Like there's it's not easy, man. Sometimes a team, a, pl- a coach will put in a player for a rebound. Yep. At a crucial moment, they say, we need this rebound. You need a, a stop here and a rebound, then yep. you're out. And he yep. will get paid $2 million a year to jump in once every two games, get a rebound. Yep. But that's exactly what that team needs to secure a win. There, yeah, plays just for rebounds, man. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I want to get off that topic. We've ranted on that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Go for it. For a little bit. One more game I watched mm-hmm. um, was Portland-Indiana. What was mm-hmm. the highlights? Um, two things I want to say. Because of the way the scrimmage is set up where it's just players, you hear a lot of game sounds. You hear a lot of squeaks, squeaks. You hear a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah. There was one of my favorite players ever. Probably my favorite player ever. Mello. Love him. Has historically for years and years and years, when going up for a defensive rebound, yells, get the fuck out of here. I got that shit. Or to something along those lines. Yeah. And it was so clear in this game that the commentators mentioned it. Yeah. Love it. My boy. <laughs> shit is clear in normal games. Yeah. Like with fans. And he screams it when he goes for a rebound. Um, something else that was very audible when Yusuf Nurkic made his return was on the bench. One of the Indiana players missed a free throw and said, bold don't lie. <laughs> bold don't Nurk. lie. And it was clear as day as if he was saying it into a microphone, yet he said it from the bench. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, I'm so excited for actual games, man. Yusuf Nurkic is back. You know who else is back? My boy, Zach Collins. Zach Collins, man. This is two of their big men, two of their seven-footers back. It shows by the field goal percentage how much they struggled with everyone being back. Mm-hmm. It's going to take... These scrimmage games are definitely going to help. Melo hasn't the, played with either of them. Yeah, never. 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 They've been out the whole time. So it's going to, it's going to be interesting. It's, this is, that's their lineup. Their starting lineup is Dame, CJ, Melo, Zach Collins, Nurkic. Yep. Fuck yeah. I'm excited, Fuck man. Yeah. I'm excited. Melo had just a bad gonna, game, but like... Everyone had a bad game. A scrimmage, yeah. I think everyone had everyone a bad game. Everyone had a bad game. game. Dame yeah. shot fucking 20%. Yeah. Which is playoff Dame. That's what he does. Playoff Dame. He also only <laughs> took nine shots. Which is very low. But like I said, like Sorry, these, five these, shots. these five star shots. players are not going to play much in the second half. Yeah. These, these games it's don't mean anything. It's like it's, preseason. They'll have to, get to play. To get the flow back, to get everyone playing together. Yeah. But that's all it is. Speaking of a team which is uh, also exciting. Uh, I wouldn't say exciting. I think, I think Portland is still very exciting with everyone back. Oh, Portland exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other team did you want to talk about? Oh, well, did you want to touch on Indy? No, I don't want to. I thought you were going to talk about Indiana. I don't no, want no, to no, fucking no, no, talk no. about Indiana at all. I, although I, Oladipo is playing, for those that don't know. Yeah, I thought he was so out. So he was out, and then what happened was the league was not sure what to do with his money, and they thought that 
if he's choosing not to play, he I think he was retracted $3 million out of his contract, which is fair, and he decided to play. So he didn't want to lose the money, which is a, sh- it's a shit thing. But like, I, that's $3 million. I get that. If I'm in that position and I initially didn't want to play, I'm, like, I'm not losing $3 million over this. I'll just play because yeah. everyone else is playing. So that's just the way it is. Oladipo's back. That's fine. The team I want to talk about was Philly. Okay. Ben Simmons yep. now shoots threes. Uh, yes, I saw that. He's made yes. like two for two or something. Yes. I'm. Uh, no, I don't think it was two for two, was it? Look at the box. I thought he missed one. Uh, Where is it? Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. 50%. 50%. Yeah, one, one for two. two. So he apparently saw like a psychologist about did see basketball shooting and it, stuff. So it's mental. Yeah, took it all on board. It seems like he's actually taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And his very first game, he's come back and he's shooting threes. And he shot two, which is all he needs yep. to do. Only one is open. You do not need to create a three-point shot. You don't shot. need to. You don't. Have, you don't need to pull up. Yep. You just don't open, catch, shoot. And fifty. He's not. He's not been a bad three-point shooter. No, he's he hasn't. been about fifty percent. Is pretty good. Yeah, like just low attempts, but like he's not bad. And I'm not going to clown on him. Like I know him. He went through shit. Faults went through shit. I think Faults has gone through some really bad mental stuff, and I'm glad to see him back on mental track. Mental issues are real, and yes. a lot of times dad doesn't get the. The, the light that it needs. Yeah, yeah, light and the respect that it needs, especially in a sports star, because it's yeah. very manly. It's very, oh, guys don't cry, guys don't yeah. have feels, guys don't have mental... Da, da, da. Shut <laughs> up. And it, it must be like to the extreme where Ben Simmons is not wanting to shoot threes. Yeah. Considering I've, I've watched a lot of his practice stuff. Drains him. From half court, the man drains it. Yeah. Like you, he can shoot out of the it's building. It's clearly not a form thing. It's clearly not, I can't hit him. form them. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a mental thing. And I mean, he's, he's getting the help he needs and it's, sh- it's working. Great. That's, that's all it needs. And, I, and that's all I really wanted to touch on with yeah. Philly was I the fact know. that Ben Simmons has instantly made a change. And yeah. I hope it stays because at the start of the season, this is what we saw. And then it immediately got turned down. Yeah. He just shut it off. Yeah. And I hope he goes, he keeps that up. I think what, it seems that he may be possibly, like I said, I don't know anything about mm. Ben Simmons in his personal life. But the only time he's going to hear constant shit is when he's, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, yeah. seeing all this shit, like just shoot free throws, uh, uh, three pointers, you're punk, it doesn't mean anything yeah. or whatnot. Or you only made 50% and you still can't shoot whatnot. That shit gets to you, man. Yeah, it does. It we does. don't get hate mail and stuff like yeah. that. That stuff matters. So like if you're not shooting threes to begin with, you know, you can't be a bad three point shooter exactly. or whatnot. So I'm just glad he's attempting to put stuff behind him and, and work towards it. So he has my I'm support. Glad. I'm glad. I'm I'm just all about it. Yeah, absolutely. We we nitpick him and we 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 get on his back. Yeah, I'll, because we want him to do better. I'll, I'll quote what he said in an interview about seeking uh, mental help. Yep. with with the shot, uh, it was uh, with threes. I've never been like that. I've got to make it a point of emphasis. I could be one of those guys shooting thirty percent right now, but I'd rather be one of those guys shooting forty percent. So it does seem like he wants to be that really good three point shooter. But if he's not that, he's too afraid to shoot it. Where a lot of it's a bit odd because a lot of the great three-point shooters we see started at around 30%. Ray yeah. Allen, I believe, started at around 30% and he made his way up. So I think you just got to work with it, man. Yeah. Ben Simmons, if you're listening, this is an Australian podcast. You should be listening. <laughs> Support <laughs> your fellow yeah. Just keep it up, man. Yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. We nitpick and we get on your back because we, we can see your potential as yeah. like one yeah. of the greatest in this game. Unless you're Aaron Gordon, we nitpick you because we love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's most of the games. I don't really want to talk about any other games. One thing I do want to talk about because I'm mad. Yep. Is a player for the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Lou Williams. Yep. And I mentioned this in the car is, did you see 
I do have news something here. I don't know how much news it is, but hit me with it because I might have the same Lou thing. Lou Williams left the bubble to go to a nightclub. With Jack Harlow. Fuck's sake. He Just got stupid. He got, he got like a, a, a temporary leave for like a personal issue, a family issue. Fair enough. But he went out partying. What the fuck are you doing? I In a nightclub surrounded by people. Even if you're not part of this bubble, don't fucking go out partying right Why now. Why are nightclubs open in the States? Because the States is so fucking... I'm sorry, if you're, if you're from the States, most of our viewers are that are from the States. But y'all got to fix your shit, man. Yeah. It's, it's scary over there. It's legitimately scary. You guys, like, I know there are a lot of people which are taking this very, very seriously, but that means jack shit if half the other people aren't taking this seriously. Yeah. Lou Will is a guy which should be taking this fucking seriously, yeah. especially if he plans on coming back to the bubble. Yeah. And at some point he wants another leave just to party with... No, nah, he should two fuck weeks that. isolation. Two weeks isolation and fucking sus- like give him a one game suspension or some yeah. shit. This is serious shit. This is serious. And if what if he got it? And then boom, all of the Clippers got it. And then you have to then you have to isolate Orlando because they just played them. Yeah. It feels shit as well that he was granted leave for a personal reason. Yeah. And it was to party. That's no, I so feel like shitty. he did it and also went to party. Okay. Which, which like it's not any better. It's not. He went to a nightclub. Do you want more bad news? Yeah. I'll run it back to Indy real quick. Okay, Sabonis, is out, Sabonis is out with a foot injury in scrimmage. That sucks. God That's damn. Yeah, sucks. They were meant for playoffs. Uh, so I don't. He doesn't have a return That's date there. just That's yet. That's their. Oh, that's rough. But his, his, he, has to, he has to leave the bubble to seek treatment with a specialist. He's the reason he they now were looking for the playoffs this year. He's yep. the reason they did so well without Oladipo. Yep. Because he just yeah. stepped up. And it doesn't make me feel good about Indy right now because Oladipo didn't even want to be there to yeah. begin with for no reason whatsoever. He just didn't want to Imagine play. Imagine being Sabonis is you, your best player on your team didn't want to be there. Yep. Sort of in a way gets forced to play. Then yep. you get injured. It's just It sucks, man. Yeah. I, I love Indiana. Like we, we You've say, love for Indiana. I love him since Reggie Miller, man. Reggie Miller just, I found so much love with that team. But, uh, oh, let me, let me bump it up a notch. I have this, I wanted to almost end on this. It won't be the last thing we talk mm-hmm. about, but it's definitely gonna be the best thing we talk about. I've got something to end it on. Okay. A, cool. a, a good note. A oh, I got note. a great note. Okay. I'm just going to hit you with it. Okay. Andre Burson is back. He's playing. Did he play? He played. He Did played. he play in the Oklahoma City game? Yeah, he played. He got a standing ovation when he checked in. Why? Everyone's we watched the highlights. Fucking hyped, we, we man. We watched the highlights, but we didn't see him. So I was going to tell you about it. I was because I was chilling with Adam on the couch. I was sitting next to him and you on the other couch, and I was talking with Adam. And was like he played twelve his minutes. Back. His back. He played twelve minutes. We watched the he's highlights, fine. but we didn't see him at all. No, he 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 was quiet. He was quiet. Yeah, he's been quiet his whole career. He has been. But the boy's back. He He's got a standing back. ovation. Abdel Nader did play for them. I yeah. we watching the highlights. I'm like, one of those three is Abdel Nader. That means one of those three I saw the I thought one of those three is Abdel Nader. The other one yeah. was Robertson. Yeah. I saw him and I was like, Adam's like, He's back today. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to save it for the pod, man. You're happy. Andre Person's back. I'm you shocked. thought he was dead. Wait, you wait. didn't think Let he was in the Washington. gym. Let me look at Washington. <laughs> I'll just quote some stuff while you you're Hang on, hang on, I just gotta Washington. go to Washington. Why do you want to go to Washington? Just gotta, I just got to check Washington. No, no, John Wall's still dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, John Wall. John Wall's going to take <laughs> some time. Still on the beach sipping my tires. <laughs> it's going to be a bit. But so I'll quote Royce Young regarding Andre Robertson. Uh, he added about 10 pounds of muscle in the past Isn't year Royce and built up his play, left leg. Doesn't he play for Utah? 
No. He played maybe. for Utah. I, I, I think he did. Who knows? Royce Young's a bit of a journeyman as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, he is preparing to scale up and play some minutes at power forward during the Thunder's eight-game seeding schedule. Or, sorry, eight-game seeding That's schedule help. and into the playoffs. So power forward's going to be an interesting one because usually Him he's on Gallo. the perimeter. Yeah, usually he's a perimeter guard. So Ooh, you've got Gallo for offense and um, yep. like a reverse and for defense. Okay, yeah, good. I'm just I'm so excited. And yeah, I, I was going to play this the uh, the sound bite for the uh, standing ovation he got but I, I won't because the audio was going to be shit the audio quality would be bad but I'm just I'm excited because you were giving me so much shit and I'm not here to argue I'm just the boy's back man I'm shocked and it's a phenomenal defender that they can now have in and his shooting splits were pretty damn good he was shooting 66% from the field 50% from three on two shots yeah Yeah. same as Ben Simmons let's go who's going to be the better three point shooter by ben the end Simmons. of their career Ben Simmons yeah no, I'm calling it it's gonna not be even bad. close <laughs> but yeah I'm that's shook yeah, yeah, right. Next, it's going to be John Wall coming out of nowhere. John Wall is entering the bubble. John Wall is suiting up for the game. He gets a standing ovation. And then, then clocks out and picks up his margarita on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Just there for that ovation. Like, yeah, what's up? I'm still here. I'm still, still got my contract. Right. <laughs> he puts his cast on. <laughs> I'm convinced John Wall isn't injured, but like he just puts on the cast and just doesn't want to play. <laughs> it's been three years oh the back. slander the sl- yeah, I would love 100%. him to come back um wow that's I thought right. you, it sounded like you were going to a somber note but that was crazy right I yeah. was not expecting him to come back this soon because we made a bet that no it was John it was the John when we made the bet John that he'll come back next year yeah, yeah. I, we should have bet on Andre Robertson you said this year wasn't it no was start it next of next year? season oh yeah you said so, start of next yeah, season yeah, yeah. for John Wall uh, but yeah. you would have been wrong if it was Robertson because he isn't back he's already I mean, back I mean, yeah, I guess it would have made it, made it void at that point, right? Yeah. yeah, it would have. But give me your give me your good note. I watched a I video. Want... It was yeah. a bit of an older yeah. video. Yep. Of Myers Leonard. Yep. It was Myers Leonard doing an interview. This is I want to say a year ago, maybe the start of this year. He said, "Be a pong. No one can fucking touch me. <laughs> Chugging. No one can fucking touch me. Ping pong. No one can fucking touch me." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're a bro." He's such dude. He went on and was like, "Everyone has a secret talent. Mine is chugging beers." He is such a fucking bro, dude. I know half of last week's episode was about Myers Leonard. Guess what? Half of this week's episode is about Myers you know what? Leonard. This isn't an NBA podcast. This is a Myers, Myers Leonard, Leonard podcast. Let's this go. Is with the ML pod. Let's go. <laughs> Myers fucking Leonard. Man, if you're out here, please come on the pod. Please. I look, man, I don't really drink, but I'll chug some beers with him. Absolutely. I'll do it, man. Let's Absolutely. go. Let's go. Little bit Fragino. <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on this week? No, no. That was the no. biggest So we can't minutes. touch on the thing with Nate Robinson. Can we talk about the thing with Nate Robinson? You can mention it. I don't even want to. I don't want to bring up his name. Nate Robinson and Jake Paul are going to have you a boxing match. You know what? That's not even match. the fucking biggest piece of news. Do you want to know who else is going to be boxing that same fucking event? Mike Tyson and... Uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. No fucking way is Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. boxing again. Like, how the fuck is that not the biggest thing ever? Like I don't give a fuck about Nate versus Jake Paul. Fuck Jake Paul. He's gonna Mike get his shit pushed in. Tyson coming out of fucking retirement just for a fucking fight, bro. I'm excited. Ooh. I'm excited for that. But no one's talking about that. It's fuck Jake Paul versus yeah, Nate Robinson. I saw, I saw Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul on the undercard of Mike Tyson Roy yeah. Jr. I'm like, how did I not hear about Mike Tyson yeah. Roy Jr. coming out of retirement to fight? Exactly. The the world is different, man. <laughs> The world wants to see Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. No one wants to see that. Bro, so... Like five look, nine versus like... How tall is Jake Paul? Like 16? About five eight or something. Oh, he's, really? he's pretty short. I I thought he was tall. It's his brother, 
I hate that I know this. Logan's a real tall dude. You know all this. I, so, You're a pollster. No, so I... You're we, a pollstring. <laughs> I'm appalled. I, I watch a lot of YouTube drama You're in my spare time. No, I'm disgusted. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. Do you know what he calls his fan base? The Paulers. Jake Paulers, specifically. That's horrible. It's fucking horrible. And Logan That's Paul boring. calls his fans Low Gang, and it makes Low me fucking great. sick. No, that makes me Low sick. Gang. I want to fucking throw up. Gang, but the world's gang. different, man. Fucking TikTokers these days. Before I end it, I just want to tell you this, because I think I spoke about it with Adam. TikTok Hospital is a very fucking popular show. I think it's called Attaway General. Fuck that show. It's a piece of shit, but I love it. It's just super, super cringy. The acting is fucking, fucking horrible. But every actor, actor and actress on that is a famous TikTok person. And boy, you would not believe the amount of fucking YouTube views these, these people get. There are fan-made videos of just dance compilations of one person and that gets 10 million views. How the fuck is that a thing? That's why people are excited to watch Jake Paul. The, the world is just different, man. Yeah. They're there for Jake Paul with a side of Nate Robinson and the undercut of Roy Jones Jr. These and Mike kids Tyson. They won't know who Nate Robinson is. They won't. They're like, oh, I, I think I've seen him in... There was that viral video of him bouncing the ball on the street with the grandma. That was it. Like, oh, he's that guy from that video. That's it. Like, they don't, they're not going to know Nate Robinson playing no. for the Bulls, showing clutch in the fucking fourth. Yeah. They're not going to know his multiple slam dunk championships. Knicks, Celtics, Bulls, maybe Cleveland. But no, it's Jake Paul showing up in his fucking Lambo. It's every day, bro. Fuck that dude. This like, Fuck him. I hate this man so much. You went on a tangent. I just, I was okay. It wouldn't I, be an episode of the low blog if Josh didn't <laughs> rant for 10 minutes. I just, the reason I'm angry about it is because the, the comeback out of, for uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson was just like the small bit at the end. It's like, oh yeah, they're fighting as well. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Well, they're still the main event, but I, I didn't hear about it sooner. I heard about it through Nate Robinson. Yeah. Again. Like what the shit? Anyway, we should wrap it up there. We're hitting an hour. The world is a confusing place. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I, if you've listened through this, thank you very much. Enjoy basketball. It's, it's back. We're going to have so much to talk about next we week, man. We have so much to talk so about. So much. Um, we're, thank you very much for listening to us again. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Pod. We're on Google Pod. We're on Breaker. We're on Anchor. We're on everything. Everything, man. Like us. Rate us. Five stars. Tell your friends. We'll probably do a giveaway on Insta when 2K21 comes out. Ooh, that's a good idea. Um, I was thinking about this last night. We do a giveaway. So if you want, um, if you want 2K21, just follow our Insta, follow our Facebook. We'll be doing a giveaway when that comes out. It Most likely on any game console, on any, right? Any, yeah, con- yeah. any platform of your choice. We'll send it to you free of charge. Get it for the Switch. For the Switch. For Is that Switch? 30 frames per second gameplay. Oof. I've got 2K20 on the Switch. That shit's not pretty. It's like 720p 30 FPS. Yeah, it's not good. But no, it's, it's like portable. 540 so it's like, in handheld. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Join us next week. We're going to have more basketball to talk about. Oh, yeah, and oh, less yeah. Jake Paul. More Bow Bow. More Myers Leonard. Yes. Myers Leonard and Bow Bow. Let's go. That's it. Have a good one. Love all you right. all. Bye. Bye.